0: Welcome to every one of our Perspectives from the Top community of listeners around the world to Reflections on the Top. Reflections is to help you get the best from the series by me reviewing the key insights from our latest guest. Now, that was Gary Ridge, CEO WD40, author, coach and adjunct professor of leadership. Gary joined WD40 in Australia, and in 1987, he became head for Asia and Australia. In 1994, he took over international development, and in 1997, he became CEO. He's been with WD40 for an amazing 34 years, 22 of them as CEO. Now, that's an achievement, but not only that. He's expanded the company globally, not just in terms of WD-40 as a product itself, but also in broadening the product range and in building an organization that is still true to the founding values from 60 years ago. In addition, he's written several books on leadership, one with the global leadership guru Ken Blanchard. He's adjunct professor of leadership at San Diego University, an executive coach, and through his advice over the years has helped literally thousands of organizations and their leaders be more successful. Now my discussion with Gary was really powerful with so many great points that came out, both really practical and big picture, which all of you listening can take at least one action point away from. One of the things that struck me was the comment that Gary passed on from Ken Blanchard, the leadership guru, that business is a force for good and that people want to be their best selves. Also, Gary's perspective on the great resignation, confirmed by much of the data that it was, and still is in reality, the great escape from toxic cultures. If you look at why people left organisations, uncaring leaders is probably the greatest justification. Now that's from nearly 40% of people who walked away. That links back to my discussion with Marshall Goldsmith. Gary confirmed the same, and my experience has also been the same, and the evidence supports it. Simply, that during COVID, many people had felt that their leaders didn't care about them or didn't support them enough when they really needed it. And as Gary pointed out in a recent news release by Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, he made a Quite made it quite clear that organisations with strong cultures performed significantly better during COVID than others. Now, certainly my evidence gathering for my articles absolutely confirms that. In organisations where the culture was sufficiently positive, when the threat became obvious, everybody pulled together with a common purpose. And because of the trust built up within the organisation's culture, they were able to rapidly adapt, change and introduce really slick decision-making to respond to the fast-changing situation. It's an amazing testament to Gary's work and his tribe, as he calls the team at WD40. The experience during COVID was extremely powerful. The figures say, It all it's just amazing 98% of people in WD-40 say they are proud to say they work for the company 97% really like their coach now in WD-40's case this is what we would call our boss because in WD-40 they don't have bosses they have coaches leading their teams what's also amazing is that during COVID WD-40 had some of their best results And during that time, when Gary asked people why they were inspired for the future, they simply said, if we can get through this together, we can get through anything. How powerful is that? My point to all of you listening is that Gary and WD-40 show that success during COVID was possible, that you can inspire everyone to give their best, and that you can get to 90% plus employee engagement. It can be done. It's not that this is an unachievable idea that I just talk about. An interesting fact for everybody listening, as many of you who have probably used WD-40, was that WD stands for water displacement. And the product was developed originally for ensuring electrical connectivity in the Atlas space rocket. Gary first joined the company in Australia and soon developed the market out in Asia, then subsequently took over as head of international development, building the brand across the world. Now, he's been CEO for an amazing 25 years. Again, to benchmark WD40 against other organisations, most other organisations on average have an employee engagement rate of about 20 to 25 percent max. What does that mean? That means that 20 to 25 percent of employees in the organization are potentially giving their best, which clearly means that 75 to 80 percent aren't. But it gets worse than that. The data in there shows that there is a disengaged group, which is normally around 17 to 20 percent. These people are proactively not doing the best for the organization. They really don't care and are therefore toxic to organizational success set against all of that WD has that amazing engagement rate of 93 percent how does Gary achieve that in his view it's quite simply that business success is delivered by having great people having a clear purpose having passion and having good products further that the best strategy in the world is useless without the will of the people. Now, it's very strange that by pure chance, when we speak to audiences of leaders, we use the same quote by Aristotle. It's pleasure in the job puts perfection in the work. And I asked the audience who they think said it. They often identify some forward-thinking modern business leaders such as Steve Jobs or Richard Branson and then are very surprised when they discover that it's 2,500 years old. But the key point That both Gary and I make is that one if this was true two and a half thousand years ago why has this message still not got through to some people who are leaders and two it's true because we're still all human just as much as the people in ancient Greece that it's our humanity which powers great leadership as Gary says. Now that should be obvious to us all, but as I said to Gary, there's this contradiction between leaders who view things from their own perspective about what they would want from their boss in a different way to what they believe their people might want from them, which is illogical and the source of many leadership problems which come up in organizations. To which Gary made the point that out there are CEOs whose ego eats their empathy when in fact, their empathy should be eating their ego. Where empathy eats ego, they can become effective servant leaders to involve, show they care, be competent, and give and get feedback. Plus, Gary's beautiful point about leaders that micromanagement is never scalable. But we return to this fundamental point, that there are a significant number of leaders out there who are not living up to their people's expectations and i'm sure some of you listening have met some of them in contrast gary said that for 69 years wd40 has had a culture that was founded on everyone working together and as i have said before it's it's the we not me culture which works and that culture needs to be put in place by servant leaders now We've used that phrase before, but Gary set out a nice model for how you as a leader can think about how servant leadership works. So if you think of the organisation as a pyramid, at the start, the senior leaders at the top develop the strategy, the purpose, engage people in the development of the values, and pull together the resource that is required to make it all happen. But then, when everything is in place, the pyramid flips over so that the point is at the bottom. This is when the servant leadership is key to success. That's when the leaders in the organization enable the people, at the front line, in particular, the freedom to make the strategy and vision a reality. In other words, they have become servant leaders. The problem that we discussed is that some people get this naturally and some people just don't. Gary's view was that there are a majority of leaders who want to be the best they can, but they need to be guided into an effective servant leadership role. He quoted the Dalai Lama as someone who had made him truly understand what this was all about, in a quote. Our purpose in life is to make people happy, and if you can't do that, you shouldn't hurt them. Gary and I agreed that to help leaders be better, and you listening, I know... Want to be, it's about knowing the benefits of being a servant leader and the steps that you can take to achieve it. You being the person that you aspire to be and enabling others to do the same. However, as Gary noted, constant self awareness is needed. We both admitted that with work pressures, it can bit by bit make you slip backwards into the old self focused command and control type mindset. The danger is that that then starts to destroy the credibility that you have built up as a servant leader with your people. But Gary's point was that with servant leadership, there was also a greater moral imperative. It's not just about the organisation. It's that whilst happy people will help you to be successful in the organisation, we should never forget that it's also those happy people which will have happy families, which will create happy communities, and which will then create happy societies. As Gary said, if there is anything we need in this world now, it is happy societies. But perhaps for any of you listening who are sceptical about why leaders need to step up now post-COVID and be true servant leaders, it's this. And if you're Generation Z, you will really understand this. That's Essentially, if you're born after 1997, Generation Z makes up 20% of the working population in most countries, and they are not prepared to tolerate poor leadership. They will walk away even if they don't have a job to go to. So you in Generation Z by 2030 will be 40% of the workforce. This is an impending and ongoing Great Resignation time bomb for any leader or organisation who does not now step up to what people want and need from their leaders. Now, Gary had an interesting view on how you can interpret the impact of employee engagement on success. If I paraphrase him, if you have 20% employee engagement, you have 20% chance of your organization or team delivering real success and reaching its full potential. Now, if you have 93%, like WD40, you have a 93% chance of success and reaching full potential. Yes, I know that's somewhat simplistic, but I think if you look at employee engagement, all the evidence is that that's pretty much the outcome. Now, just to emphasize again, the employee engagement figure for you non-HR listeners is simply that's the percentage of people in the organization Who are giving their best. So, what leaders need to do is just maximize it. It's that simple. But as Gary repeatedly emphasized, this isn't complicated. Leaders just need to take care of people who are in their charge. It's about really simple things like genuinely asking people if they're okay, not just employees either. Asking suppliers and others who you interact with if what we are doing is helping you and if it's going well. Now that is a really interesting reflection because that's also exactly what Matthias Imbach, CEO of Signum, the first digital bank in the world, does regularly with his employees and other stakeholders. But in being a really effective leader, I know many of you listening share the fear that many leaders in organisations have, that if I make a mistake, I'm gonna be in big trouble. And that's often where a blame culture exists. Blame cultures slowly kill the organisation, eating away at any desire for anyone to try to improve or to optimise risk to make things happen. In WD40, Gary said they describe mistakes as learning moments either a positive or negative outcome that can be shared for the benefit of all to learn. You know, it's a simple fact of life that you need to take risk to grow your organisation and that sometimes things will go wrong. But the upside is that it creates a learning moment that then enables both the organisation and its people to grow. And I'm sure all of you listening can recall a time when something went wrong, but that learning moment ended up being really positive as an insight longer term. Now, as well as running WD40, Gary does a lot of mentoring of senior executives. And one of the interesting comments he made was that he is not prepared to mentor executives who are not committed to proactively enable their people to be their best and all the other things we've discussed in the interview. Now, to be honest, I take the same view. When there are so many people out there who genuinely want to be better leaders to enable their people to be better, why should Gary or I waste our time on people who just don't care? Because in due course, the world will show them the error of their own ways, which then might change their minds. The problem is that in the meantime, these toxic leaders are damaging both people and organisations. But that's an imperative for you listening in C-Suite to identify these people and get them out if they won't change. In fairness to this group, within it are people who don't realise the damage they're doing They're just following the example of their previous own bosses. But once someone makes them aware, they can and do transform. And I've helped many senior executives do just that. At the end, we return to this fundamental point that both Gary and I, and indeed all of our other guests believe is so important, that to be your best as a leader, you must genuinely have a belief that your role is to enable your people to be their best to send them home having grown and being happy after their time at work to take a holistic perspective of your people not just the person that it is at work but the whole person covid confirmed above all else that if people do not feel valued if people do not feel respected if people are treated badly and overworked they will now leave And I know many of you listening will have experienced just that and how much it negatively impacted upon you. So for all of you leaders out there, the rules of the game have changed and many people will now leave, even if they don't have a job to go to, if they don't get what they are expecting. In Gary's view, a real leader is a human being who recognizes one, they can't get it all right by themselves. Two, they need their people to give their best. And three, they want to send people home happy. What are the four final points that Gary concluded with? They're really valuable. One, it's not about you. It's about those you lead and influence. Two, you don't have all the answers, so therefore you need their help. Three, saying you don't know is okay. Nobody knows everything. And saying you do is an insult to people's intelligence. Four, have a heart. Above all, life is a gift that we should be able to enjoy. And finally, back to the words of the Dalai Lama. Our purpose in life should be to make people happy. And if we can't do that, at least we should not hurt them. So, as with previous guests and now Gary, hopefully you're seeing this really powerful pattern of simple actions you can take to be a more effective leader. Share these with colleagues who would benefit, so they can grow and develop with you. And certainly, I'll be using these powerful points in my speaking and masterclasses in the future. If you have any thoughts or questions, please do connect with me on LinkedIn or via email. And don't forget to sign up for perspectives from the top, so you don't miss any of the great episodes in the future. So that's it for now. From me, it's Onwards and Upwards until our next episode.